What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 58 of the Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, and the boys are back! <laughs> I'm joined today by my good friends. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm joined, as always, by my very good friend, Mr. Steven Rev. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you didn't say it, as always. Well, I did it. I got there. I got there. Say hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and the returning champ. Dad's back from getting his carton of cigarettes, everybody. Pixelpar. <laughs> I am back. <laughs> would it be a carton of cigarettes or would it be like some vape juice or something? Some vape juice? <laughs> that's like, that's the, the modern version of that, uh, that old classic standard of parental abandonment. <laughs> oh, it is good to have you guys back. Uh, it's been quite some time since the three of us did a show, huh? Have we ever done a show together? No, no. <laughs> have we no, done no. a show together in 2020? No, no, we have not. Wow. It was definitely since December, and Pixel wasn't even on the last episode that we did in December. Pixel. So it's been it's been weeks. We still need to do prediction show, by the way. You know that, yeah. right? The yeah, 2020 prediction show, that still needs to happen. Should we, should we yeah, target on the end of this one? I we thought we were going to do it today, but I, we there's like actual news. Well, this you know, week, the, yeah, so. but you know the the main topic we've got in there, we could just briefly gloss over that. It's just numbers; no one cares about that. Listen, and if we, we can get move on to what the real real meat and potatoes is, what we think, because that's really what people, people... <laughs> so screw people the facts, about. screw the stats. Actual it's data. our opinions. We want wild speculation on this show. Hundred percent. Well, let's see what we let's see how we do. We'll 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 work our way through these, and if we make it to the end, and we think we got time for our predictions, we'll do it. If not, we'll do it next week if both of you show up. <laughs> so let's uh, let's kick. Well, all right. Before we get into what we're playing, let me remember to do the plugs this week. So uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us here on the podcast. We are LootPots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast. Uh, where we talk about what we're playing, the news, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you guys like the show, please remember to give us a like on your audio platform of choice. If there's a place you like to get your podcast where we're not, let us know. We'll make sure to get there. Uh, you can also support the show by giving us uh, heading over to Apple Podcasts, giving us one of those sweet five-star ratings. It helps the show get recognized. Uh, we just got a new one this last week from one of you fine listeners. So thank you very much. Um, it's a great free way to help the show out. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond to help the show out, you can head over to patreon.com slash lootpots. Support us at the $5 level, and you'll get access to our patron-exclusive show, After Dark. Uh, this week, Steve and I talked about his adventures uh, at a biker club meeting. Uh, him getting a cat and bears for some reason. So it was a really great show. <laughs> the, the bear thing was fascinating, Pick. So if you haven't listened to it, no, I haven't. Me. The biker thing got me. I was like, bikers, bikers no. and bears, man. What the? That's the episode. It's crazy. I was like there with like fifty bikers. There was like many, many motorcycle clubs. I was standing around an oil barrel that had wood and was on fire. It was. And the kicker to this is that everybody is in, you know, as you'd expect, leather jackets, t-shirts, and jeans. Steve shows up in a nice polo and nice shoes. <laughs> so if you want to hear the rest of that story, bounce over to Patreon, help us keep the lights and the mics on, and, uh, you know, get, get access to After Dark. It's a great time, and um, there are like 25 of them now, so... You jump in, you got a nice backlog to work your way through, and as we pointed out last week, a lot of what we've said on that show hasn't aged well, because Steve said he was going to beat Link's Awakening, and I said I was going to play Witcher 3. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> well, there's there's proof. <laughs> no. People well, you have to pay money. to find the proof, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then last but not least, if you want to get your thoughts read on the air like some of the fine folks did in our mailbag section this week, you can hit me up at Pete at Lupots.com or go join us on our Discord or give us a follow on uh, Twitter at Lupots. Um, so those are all the best ways to keep in touch with us. And uh, if you want to know, like if you want to ask us a question or get your thoughts here, um, you know, hit us up. All right. So let's start with Pixel. You've been away for a while. What have you been playing? I like people have been asking me to playlist since it released, so I finally got it, and that's Celeste. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was one of those people. You weren't like everybody was just like, "Why haven't you played that?" Like when I first tweeted, "Oh, you know, I might stream some games. What, what should I stream?" Yeah. Everyone was just like Celeste, but I uh, I held out. I finally got my physical copy for Christmas. Very nice. Uh -huh. Which uh, we had to bring back from the US, but hey, I've got it now. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's a bit frustrating, but it's really fun at the same time. I th I think that's really the hook of Celeste is yeah. like it's f it's frustrating, but it's uh it's one of those games where 
I hate to make this comparison, but I think it reminds me of the way that people talk about like Souls games, where it's like, yeah, like it's really hard, and like you beat your head against the wall sometimes, but that's kind of where the reward comes from too. You yeah. know, it's it's tough, but then when you do it, you're like, oh my, I'm awesome. Yeah, it all comes down to those strawberries, whether you go for them or not. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. my god, yeah, they're so difficult. Some of them. Have you been using any of the assist modes, or are you just going? No, I to... saw it on the main menu. What does it do? So there's several options. You can like make it so you always get like a double jump, or um, and there's like loads of other ones that you can do. It just makes the game a little bit more accessible to people. <laughs> you don't get flying wings like on Yoshi. No, no. <laughs> there is like a, I think there's like a slowdown too, or and like a rewind yeah. that you can add where it's like you can slow your falling speed so that you can have more time to think and like all these little things that make it so that the game is playable if you're not good at platformers oh okay no i just went in with the default settings yeah that's what i did i find it's like it's it's more muscle memory than anything like you do the run you fail or you do the run you see the straw and you how do i get there give it three more times then you can do it have, have you rage quit yet because it got to the time point where you would get i would get so close to those strawberries and I would like be like, oh yeah, I'm one. I'm like so close, and you would get right there, and then you would fail right at the last minute, and you would do that like thirty times, and you would fail, and I was just like, nah, fuck this. I don't. I don't, I don't think I've ever rage quit a game in my life. Really? <laughs> Persistence, man. I'll like, I'll keep going whether it takes me an hour or like five minutes. I'll keep going, and I'll only turn it off if I'm tired, like sleepy, like time to go to bed. That's that's usually the deciding factor for me because even if I'm angry at something like I was complaining a couple weeks back about the uh, final boss fight of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and with that I remember I got frustrated enough to finally like do the equivalent of rage quitting where I'm like I'm bumping down the difficulty <laughs> and ending this I'm done, but the first night that I was doing it I did it for at least an hour or so, and when I finally was done I was just like I'm tired and this is. I'm getting diminishing returns here. Like I can see that I'm not getting as far as I was before. Cause I'm just my, you know, my reflexes are getting shot. And yeah. I need to go to bed. <laughs> I hate it when you can just feel that level of frustration rising as well. And you know that you getting more angry with the game. It's just making you a worse player, but you just can't help yeah. yourself. It's just a natural thing. And like every time that it, well, I know on like star Wars, you felt particularly bad because you felt like the game was cheating. It wasn't the case that it was just, like, difficult and the rules were set out. It was, you felt like you were being cheated, so it's probably even worse. Yeah, because I hit a a point where I was just like, oh, like, this is is unfair, you know? And it's like, it's fine if it's hard, but to just, like, you're just taunting me now, game. But I, I try to keep it in perspective, you know? It's like, this it's a game for fun. I, so. sp- I suppose if a game was, like, genuinely, you could see that it was just cheating you. As in, like, it wasn't fair whatsoever, they've just done something. So then I'd probably get a bit pissed. But I don't know, I've never had that before. I, I am way more likely to get mad at an online game because there's a human on the other end. Oh, yeah. Like, I've I've been in that situation <laughs> before where I'm just like, fuck this person, I hate this game! Yes, literally. Every time I would play Splatoon with my friend, he would get so mad at, like, snipers or people with the yeah. rollers just, like, sneaking up on you and just getting you and they would just be, like, sat in the sat in the ground not really doing what they're meant to in Tower 4 and they would just fucking get you and he would get so pissed every time it's hilarious <laughs> yeah I think the the game I'm the most guilty of that in is League of Legends like if you're playing with people that you know and there's like one or two randoms on your team who are just like not pulling their weight or like talking smack in the <laughs> chat or whatever like I've definitely had those moments where I'm just like I hope you die on your birthday I hate you <laughs> wow <laughs> it's um, just like what are we doing here this is a video game relax everybody <laughs> in Sp- like splatoon 2 i just make it like my goal to just take that player out over and over again if like if someone <laughs> kills me more than three times in a row that's it screw winning the game my new goal is just to solely focus on ruining <laughs> the game for annihilate them, them. <laughs> oh that's good Oh, man. So uh, for me, um, I have – so what was written here for me is should be Witcher 3, but I bet it's not. And guess what? You're right. It's not. Every time, man. Every time. <laughs> when are you playing this game? We need to well, put in a date for a games club for this thing. Yeah, if we make it a games club, you have to play it. Yeah. Okay, so how about we do it – Next week. Yeah, fine. No, how about the summer? <laughs> 
What? Oh, well, yeah, okay, because there's not enough games coming out. Yeah, because you're not going to be, you know, playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, like, you, you've That's got, the world. You've got like a month. Or the Pokemon DLC that comes out dead in June. Yeah. How long is that going to take me? I know it's a wild area, so it's probably going to be a fair amount to do. Yeah, but like 20 hours, right? Maybe. And like, maybe more decks coming in. Yeah, okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> We'll make it work. I'll figure it out. I'll get there eventually. You've got to start Witcher in February, otherwise you're just not going to play it. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and start it in February. Watch the Netflix show. Get yourself in the mood. No, you've already watched I the Netflix already. show. We you reviewed it reviewed on After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll play Thronebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get... I thought about that, actually. I thought about getting Thronebreaker and playing it just so I could be like, oh yeah, I played The Witcher this week, guys. Well, I'll download a bit of Gwent. <laughs> oh yeah, right? I've been playing some Gwent. That's the whole game, right? No, but uh, I have been playing Outer Worlds a little oh, okay. bit. I picked um, that up this week. Well, last week as well. Oh, neither you... of you waiting for the Switch version, you two. No. no. I'm playing it. Um, well, so uh, if you guys are regular listeners, you'll know in the last couple months we've had uh, my buddy Ed from the um, the Gamer Delphia podcast on twice. And um, they are doing a thing with uh, another uh, podcast called Codex Prime called uh, Foreign Feb where like, you pick four games to beat in February that are on your backlog. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do Witcher. And I was like, ah, I can't do Witcher 3. I won't beat any of the other games on the list. I'll lose. You so could I do picked... the main line on Witcher. I think you could probably get through that story in February. <sighs> I mean, yeah, just don't that, do any side quests or any DLC, and then you think you can call that beating the game. If you see yeah, the credits, that, I think that's beating That would game. like be terrible, though. And also, I wouldn't beat any of the other four games that I picked. So I picked a bunch of short games, and when those are done, I'll start Witcher. Promise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard these promises before when it was like, yeah, if you get me Witcher free, then I'll definitely if it play comes, it. If it comes to Switch, I'll definitely play it. If you buy it for me, I'll definitely play it. You've had the game for like over a month and you haven't even touched it. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll, 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 I'll get there. I'll touch it. I'll touch it. But Outer Worlds, though, it's cool. I like it's not it. as good as Witcher 3, like, to be honest. Yeah. I'm having fun with it, though. It is good. Um, I, I kind of stopped playing it because I got to a point where I was just like, eh, it's not really pulling me forward, but I know it's probably going to get good. How many hours in are you, would you say? <sighs> Three or four. Okay, yeah, probably similar. Yeah, like I'm still on that first planet and I'm bopping around trying to figure out how to, you know, get off, like fix the plane or uh, the ship. And okay, get... I've d- yeah. yeah, I've done that bit. You... I, I've just got to the next planet. Okay, okay, so you're probably a little bit ahead of me then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. I, I, I like the D&D aspect to it. Like, I really like how much your stats influence what you're able to do. You know, you it mean, definitely like is classic like a... Fallout should have. They should yeah. have brought that through in Fallout 3. Yeah, it's, it's very much got, like... That's what the, the special system was. Yeah, right. And, mm-hmm. like, New Vegas flirts with that, too. You know, where, like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of... You have a lot of control over, you know, like you can like fight and kill any named NPC that you meet. And didn't Obsidian do Fallout in New Vegas? They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the creators of of Vegas, um, and the original Fallout. So yeah, I've been having fun with it. I'm glad I doubled back for it. Like I got it on sale a few months ago, like around Black Friday, and was like, oh cool, I'll play this. You know, after I'm done doing whatever I did, and then decided to play God of War for some reason, it's been <laughs> it's been sat on Game Pass staring me in the face. But I've been waiting for it to come to Switch. I want to play it on Switch. You should play it now. We're all playing it. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, because I tweaked the visual settings a bit on my TV. I don't think it's going to translate that well to Switch because it's very like I mean, I'm playing The Witcher on Switch. No, no, not graphically. I'm I'm talking like contrast and colors. I I mm-hmm. think because it's a really contrasted game, like. I don't know how to describe it. There's like it's not like Fallout where it's quite a mild tone to the color scheme. It's very bright and high contrast. Might be good if I could play it on a console with HDR support. Yeah, mm. I think I would agree with that. Like I, I could see it working well on Switch because it's not, it's like lo-fi. Like it's not a, you know, it's not a triple A like game in terms of look and and everything. Like it looks like an older game. So I, I could I could see it working, but I don't know. I think I want to play a little bit more of it before I decide how I feel about that port. But I definitely get where you're coming from. Where yeah. like 
they, they, might, they of... might change it enough to make it work really well but you know just yeah. just if it was a straight port i can imagine it being a bit awkward visually yeah we'll see do you know do you know who's handling the port i don't think it's being done by obsidian is it no i think someone else is doing it but um so steve you are playing a little game called the witcher 3 yeah you may have heard of it pete yeah maybe <laughs> i might have heard of it <laughs> i'm actually really enjoying it it's really good how far are you i need to find out i have left white orchard i've gone to that place and i've dressed up in those fancy clothes and i've spoke to the dude how much and... gwent have you played oh i hate gwent it's really difficult I don't <laughs> yeah, you only have to play one match and then you can yeah i've played rest. i've played two games and both of them i failed and i really had no idea what was happening so i've just given up with it i might watch some youtube videos on gwent to see but i think my problem is i don't have any good cards so yeah. like everyone else has got better cards than me and i'm like oh well so, you're just playing one with like six on it and i've only got twos over here if you want to if you want to kind of actually play gwent then you have to check every merchant for cards and then play some randoms okay. to get a few better cards but they kind of put it so that you're always at a slight disadvantage if you don't do yeah. that kind of thing. I, I, I skipped the Gwent bit, to be honest. So yeah, I'm, pr- I'm probably not going to play any more, any more Gwent. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't know where I'm going now. I've, I've, so I've left the place and then I've, I've left the like palace place, you know, with the French dudes. Mm-hmm. And I've gone somewhere else. I can't remember the name of the place I've gone to. But I'm going on to do the main mission. I don't know, but it said I was too low level to go there, and I was like, well, I can't oh, ignore that. Always ignore that. Jeez. I'm like, what? Well, I don't know why it says that on the menu. It could be Recommend difficult. level if... six, and I'm like, oh, I'm level three, so this isn't going to do, I'm not going to do too great here. You'll be fine. Um, just, like, are you using, like, blade oils and stuff like that? Yeah. Sure. Like, my, my one tip to you is, you know, the beastery or whatever it's called, the book where it shows you. Yeah, yeah. Always read that. Just always read that, and you'll never have a problem. Okay, I've just been I've just been button smashing. <laughs> okay, that will work at the beginning, but it's not going to work later in the game. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, well, I, I, the alchemy stuff. I'm not sure 100 percent where to get stuff from. Like I've been picking some stuff up, but how do I get those like amoeba things? Where do they come from? You, you'll find stuff as you go through the game. The, the main thing's just like the basic blade oils. Use them when you're doing like a main quest, or a, you know you're going to go up against something big. Use the spells, they're really useful, especially one you get later on, which acts kind of like a shield. And just practice dodging. Like, choose an enemy and just practice dodging out of the way without attacking them for ages. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> my cat, my cat's, my like, cat, whacking the mic. <laughs> my cat jumped on my lap and hit the mic multiple times there. Sorry about that. I'm not too bad at dodging and um, parrying. I've kind of got used to that now. Uh, it took me ages to find out that you could just, like, rather than having to waste all my bread and my potatoes and stuff, I could just sit by the fire for a little bit. Just meditate. And health goes back. They don't fucking tell you that anywhere, do they? Right. Another thing, I don't know if you know this, once you've, like, made one potion or something, use an alchemy, if you meditate, it'll just use your alcohol to automatically top them back up. What so- the hell? No, they don't tell you how to teach you any of this stuff. You just have to, like, find it. No. It's like going into Minecraft and you have no idea what's going on, and then it's like, oh, um, I better Google some stuff then. Because I was like, why? Why doesn't its health regenerate? Like in every single game like this, the health of the character will regenerate as you just go by your day to day life. Mm-hmm. Not, um, what's his name? Gerald. Gerald. Uh, Gerald of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Gerald. He he just is always just injured until you go sit by the fire just meditate every now and again yeah why does everyone hate me as well like i go in and i'm helping them i went to this one pub and i ended up fighting off a load of bandits they're about to rob the place and she, she got all pissy with me and was just like get out and never come back here i was like what the hell have what you watched a netflix was... series yet no watch a netflix series it'll give you a bit of backstory yeah also like, what the hell you're you're so steve i know you don't um you don't really read comics, so now you're you're understanding the plight of the mutant. He's a mutant, and people hate mutants. That's how it works. Well, it's like called it's called racism. Oh, it's okay. it's, pre- it's just well, I don't know if witchers are a race. Real, it's prejudice. It's prejudice. That's a problem. How do you man. become? How do you become a witcher? Because I know he wasn't always a witcher. Watch, Watch a Netflix show. series. Oh. Or I could or I could play Witcher one and Witcher two. Uh, yeah. Oh, you'll also find out why they call you the Butcher of Blaviken. Because you'll get called well, out throughout the game and you'll have no idea why. No. Yeah. So watch the show. Toss I thought the whole game, though, was going to be me trying to find Yennefer. 
that was about like an hour and then she she pops up and i'm like oh okay what's gonna happen now so I think there you I'm go trying find, am i trying to find siri now you're at the point in the story where it starts getting good you've just got okay. over like that whole bit you played is basically tutorial and getting used to everything yeah i figured it was the, so quest, the, the quests are gonna get really good from you now find someone's frying pan for them uh-huh. i was i'm a great guy i'm doing all the good deeds <laughs> but everyone still hates me and i don't understand it's because you're a witcher yeah, this, this is horrible yeah okay good i'm glad we could end it there we all are in agreement it's horrible <laughs> no the game's the game's good Pete. i think you should I no think no i didn't it. i didn't mean the game that was a happy accident <laughs> i just mean like we all were just like yeah prejudice is bad and then there was silent for a second i was like all right cool i'm gonna move us along <laughs> i I, re- I really think you would enjoy the game though like, you've mentioned souls games i think the combat's probably fairly similar to like a soulsy style game in terms mm. of you have to dodge you have to parry you have to it's nowhere near as difficult no, it's yeah. not anywhere near as difficult, but because uh, you can just say like, if a wolf comes up, you just set him on fire and he's gone. <laughs> um, I like that. I think I think you would enjoy it. I really do. I think you need to get past the fact that you don't like the way he moves because yeah, it is a bit wonky to begin with, but then you kind of get used to oh, it. I was going to say, are you completely used to it now? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, now. you don't notice after a while, do you? No, yeah, he is wonky at the beginning. It's like, whoa, this is weird. But then after a while, it's fine. I don't like that you can't fast travel from anywhere. You have to go to one of the signs. I, w- I know there's a mod on PC that lets you just fast travel from anywhere, so I kind of wish I could activate that because it's annoying having to ride to a sign and then ride from the sign to the place you want to go on the other side. Just ride Roach, man. See the beautiful, expansive world. Yeah, I love when you, you just double click and he just spawns out of nowhere. He's <laughs> like, oh, when he's whistle. over there now. <laughs> uh, you'll see him on like roofs and stuff. I don't know if they've patched a lot of it out, but he's always been buggy. Oh, no, he now. was floating in midair at one time. I spawned him. He was floating in midair. I had to like, mm-hmm. walk further down the road and spawn him again because he was just like there on top of something. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait for you to get into the rest of The Witcher. I'm going to have to ask, like, play it this week, and I'll ask you about some stuff next week, because I okay. think you're getting on to the really good quests. Okay, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be playing some more this week. I haven't really got anything else. I haven't finished Luigi's Mansion. I'm kind of done with it. I know it was your game of the year, Pixel, but... Hey, well, I can I'm... see why you'd be done with it, though. Like, how far did you get? I'm on, I'm on the one with the ship. Oh, okay. No, I'd keep playing. There's still okay. some more to see, but... He's bored, man. He's bored. Your game it just feels very repetitive. I wish Luigi had more moves. I wish there was more variety in the ghosts. Mm-hmm. It kind of just feels very samey. It's like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. There's only really the bosses that are tricky, but... Yeah. No, I can't believe I haven't got to speak to you about Luigi's Mansion. I know, I know. No, that was my game of the year, but I can see the repetitiveness of it. But that's kind of enjoyable for me because there are okay. different... Like, each level's visually different. It looks pleasing. And I played it co-op. It's so much better in co-op. I haven't played it co-op. EGAD, though, was pissing me off. I'm so glad I found the setting to turn off the... Yeah, I saw your tweet about that. I didn't know about the setting either, because it It really annoyed me. It ruins all the the puzzles. Mm -hmm. You you literally have to race to beat the puzzle before you know it's going to prompt you on how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't just me, then, that thought it was too quick. It was literally, you'd be in for, like, a minute, and then he'd be like, have you tried doing this? It's like, oh, fuck off. Well, we put Steve's at the end so that we would have a perfect transition into The Witcher, but then we started talking about Luigi's Mansion. So let's let's hop let's hop into the news. Uh, this week, Witcher Thronebreaker Shadow dropped um, on. It wasn't just on Switch, right? It was everywhere. No, I just Switch. Oh no, it was just on Switch. Interesting. Yeah, we saw it so, leak like a few months back through. I think it was a Taiwanese rating board, or yeah, I think it was Taiwan. Um, but we saw it leak there, so it's like, oh, wow, it's coming. Heard nothing about it. And then it just shadow dropped. No announcement. And then like later on in the day, they put out a trailer. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I mean... They, they've really capitalized on that Netflix show, haven't they? It's oh, like, my God, yeah. Are you kidding me? this. <laughs> yeah, because they, they announced uh, they're doing an anime movie, too. Yeah, yeah. and on, also on Netflix. And I, remember, yeah. I, I can't remember, I was listening to a podcast, it was like, oh yeah, because uh, that story of The Witcher wasn't enough, we're having to adapt it for an, another time. And it doesn't link up, apparently, with the story of the TV series. Either. It's like a spin-off, it's isn't it, the animation yeah. they're doing? Hmm. That's the thing, right? It's like, it doesn't need to like link up, you know? It's like, Geralt is such a... Um... Like, you look at the first season and it's like an anthology, 
mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, how hard is it to just be like, oh, yeah, at some point in his life, he went on this adventure. You know these characters. Go ahead. Like, you know, that's all you really need to do. So, like, what's up with this game? Because it kind of looks like like an isometric, like... It's like Baldur's Gate to me, but you've got yeah, to but... playing a card game. But yeah, it's what? It's a weird one. It's like um, it is like Baldur's Gate. It's like an isometric RPG. You go for it, but then the battles are like a Gwent game. It's like slightly tweaked from basic Gwent. Oh no! But okay. the battles are dealt with like that, and then there's like resource management, things like that. But it's huge. It's like thirty hours. Damn. Yeah, and apparently it's got twenty different endings. So like the decisions you make in the game alter it. That's so cool. It's not like a half-ass spin-off game. It's like a proper full-on thirty-hour campaign with twenty different kind of endings. It's like seventy-five side quests fully f- voice dialogue yeah in 11 languages if you go on the switch eShop, you can download the language packs like russian japanese wow. all fully voiced so i didn't realize this was a game that had already been out yeah, yeah i never heard 2018 on um ps4 and xbox yeah i never heard of this huh yeah so if you like gwent and you like Baldur's gate this is a nice mix T- toss a coin to him <laughs> pick oh, it up no. yeah this was actually developed by CD Projekt as well. It's not like a spin-off done oh, by it's another an company. So, That's cool. Yeah. Man, shout out to that. I won't be picking it up because I didn't enjoy Gwen that much. Um, I was, I was going to say, everything looks great. And if this was like a <laughs> um, uh, Baldur's Gate or a Diablo-style combat, I'd be like, yeah, sure. And then I get to the actual combat bit and it's a game of Gwen and I'm like, nah. I wish good. it was a CRPG like, or, yes. uh, or, like, or a tactical. Like I feel like if it was like a you know like fire emblem a turn-based, or like yeah turn based like RPG like that would work. Mm-hmm. It yeah. got really good either reviews. of those. That's what I saw. But hey, you know if you don't like card games, then, I do. Um, I do like card games. Like I, like I, really, card games I played a lot. so much Hearthstone when it first came out. Oh really? Like I, yeah. I just don't enjoy games like that. I'm all about that Magic the Gathering life. So why why do you guys not like Gwent then? I've never played. I, like I haven't played enough Gwen to have an opinion on it, because like to Steve's point, like I pl- I th- I played the demo of it in Witcher Three and was like, I, why am I doing this? Like I don't want to learn how to play this game right now. Like I think also the version on Switch has a real disadvantage in that as soon as it boots into that Gwent game, it doesn't feel like you're part of the game anymore. It's like a different interface, but the font is so small I can barely see it on the Switch screen. It was the same on PS4 for me. It's teeny, but imagine that size font. They haven't changed it on a Switch screen. Is it not a setting to boost up the font size? I know they patched that in on PS4 after release. No, I don't. Oh, I might be. I'll have a look, but I don't, I don't think there was. But yeah, the, the, I've had no issues with like the font throughout the game. It's only when it goes into Gwent that it feels too small. Okay. But yeah, Gwent is like Magic the Gathering, Pete. So <laughs> I'm tempted. My, you, you, have, you have my attention. And you know, <laughs> you, you could play it whenever you want. All you got to do is beat up The Witcher 3. <laughs> Yeah, but or I could just download Gwent. Yeah, but then you don't have the fun of collecting the cards. You, know? <laughs> you have to buy the cards with real money it's, instead of walking around and finding them. Mm-hmm. What an inconvenience! <laughs> 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 All right, so moving right along, uh, this one was Steve's pick this week. Turing Test is coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so this is like a uh, another game similar to like um, I guess people compare it to Portal. I would say it's more like Talos in that you get more tools and more things. Uh, I played it over Christmas on Xbox with my dad because he's really into those kind of physics-based puzzlers, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was quite interesting. You kind of the kind of main mechanic is you have this gun that's not a gun that kind of sucks out electrical orbs out of the wall and then kind of moves it to other places and you have to kind of move them throughout but then as you go through the game those electrical orbs will power different things so there might be like a bridge that you need to power and then you have to kind of dash across it or you have to kind of figure out how to get through three doors when you've only got two balls of energy so it's, it's quite an interesting game with a good mechanic um it's one of those games where i really don't give a shit about the story i never care about the stories <laughs> in these games uh, they're always really generic and boring like in talos i couldn't care less about the story but the puzzles are actually really good so I might end up picking this one up on Switch. Um, I didn't get fully through the game at Christmas because I, I had to leave um, b- before my, my dad finished the game, before we got a chance to. Um, but the puzzle in the screenshot that's uh, on the Loot Pots article, I remember doing that one. And I remember how hard it bloody was. So, oh, so, uh, so it is difficult. 
it's it's pretty difficult. So this this one in particular uh, involves a cube that you have to get in the right place in order to get through, and it like it, it opens a staircase. Otherwise, you can't get through the door. It was driving us crazy, and uh, we took ages to get through the door that we thought was the exit. But that door, all it gave you was a piece of story. And we were so frustrated when we got through that door. <laughs> there was no exit in there. It was literally just a piece of story and we got an achievement and that was it. And then you got to go somewhere else to leave the level. So you've played uh, Portal and you've played Talos Principle, right? Yep, and uh, The Witness. Okay, yeah, and The Wit. That's a good point, actually. Where would you place this kind of in a you know enjoyment level between those? Um, I think Portal for me is um, the worst of them. Like Portal it's, 1? Or? Yeah, Portal 1. Okay. I haven't actually played Portal 2. I think Portal 1's the worst. It had a core cool mechanic, but all, it never really expanded upon it. Every single level was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I would say this and Cube are probably level in terms of uh, puzzles. Okay, Cube is one we streamed, right? Yeah, yeah that's Cube 2. Um, so uh, Cube is probably a level on Portal. Cube 2 gets a lot better. So you didn't make it all the way through the game, but Cube 2 gets significantly better as it goes on. You get more... Uh, skills because mm-hmm. it was kind of like a glove system wasn't it yeah on, it was like on a, that, and you have to change the colors glove. and things like that then Turing test and i would say talos is is the best of the best it's really 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 good talos is the one i played and i really enjoyed that yeah talos is incredible it has so many different mechanics none of the puzzles feel the same gets to the point where they like put red herrings in for you and you have mm-hmm. to kind of work around them it's like oh this laser's gonna go to here and it's like nah it doesn't so yeah. this is like just under Talos Principle, and that's a pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good pitch. Yeah, I I enjoyed this game when, when we played it. Okay, the uh, the whole orb thing it reminds me a lot of the um, the Winds of Hell in God of War Pixel. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. So and this is uh this is another game that came out a few years ago. It was on 2016 originally, or it released originally in 2016 for PC and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's one of Square's games from the uh, the what is it the collective, the collective Square Enix yeah. collective, Square collective yeah. yeah the indie stuff. If you're not bothered about playing it on Switch, it's it's on Xbox Game Pass. So that's how how we played it. So if you just want to give it a try and see if you like it first, and you've got Game Pass, it's probably worth downloading it there. And then if you decide you want to play it portably, then it's coming to Switch in February. There you go. All right, so the last news story we've got this week uh, before we jump into uh, the mailbag and stuff is uh, Pokemon Home details have been revealed. Um, So this is – we knew it was coming in February after the last Direct, but now we kind of have answers to a lot of the the lingering questions in terms of, like, price and – you know how it's going to work and what the different features are and everything. Um, I don't want to go through all of the features because I'm assuming that if you listen to this show, you've seen it or you read the article at some point. It is linked down below if you want to get all the details. I really want to more talk about it as a service and kind of the conversation that's been going on around it because um, so there's a basic version of it that's free where you're not really able to do much. Like, you're not able to connect it to Pokemon Bank, so if the reason you wanted to use it was to transfer over your old Pokemon, you can't. Um, You can have 30 Pokemon deposited, three Pokemon that can be put in the Wonder Bank at once, and one Pokemon that can be put in GTS, and then, like, you can do room trade. And every other feature is disabled, which, considering that I think the main draw of Pokemon Home is transferring over your old Pokemon, there's not really a lot for you there. Do people know what Wonderbox and GTS is? So I would assume they do, but if not, uh, GTS is the global trading system, so you can put a Pokemon up for trade and say, like, I'm trading this, I'm willing to trade it for that, and if somebody matches with you with those same desires, you get a Pokemon that's traded. And then um, Wonderbox is for Wonder Trades, which are random. So you can just put three Pokemon up and get three Pokemon back. So that's the place so, where you just put like some magic up, right? Yeah, or like something that <laughs> something that a lot of people do is like when they're breeding, you know, and like you get all of the rejects that still have good stats and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. here I'll throw those up, and then somebody else has something that they can use to breed. Um, so sometimes you get good stuff. Actually, a Pokemon is for life, not just for Christmas, Pete. No, no, just put it's, it in it's, the Wonderbox. No, man, put it's your all rejects about, uh, away. 
No, listen, Pokemon, it's it's it gets into some weird eugenic stuff where you're just like, oh, I need the the genetically perfect fighter. Yeah, I'm gonna send this off to the professor, and he's gonna mush it down into some candy. Just grind it into candy with his wood chipper. So obviously, there's not a lot of value there. And if you want the actual version, which lets you do all the things that people actually want this platform for, um, I'm I'm just gonna say the mobile prices because all the Switch prices are like thirty to sixty cents cheaper. So, you know, do the math yourself. Um, for one month, it's two ninety nine. For three months, it's four ninety nine. For twelve months, it's fifteen ninety nine. But yeah, the idea of sixteen bucks for or quid for you folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a year is that's egregious. And you have and it's not one subscription for both, you have to pay twice. That's from what I can tell. Wait, really? If you want the Switch and the mobile versions, it's two different I I believe so, yeah. Are you serious? And if you want to transfer from bank, you still have to pay for bank. No, Only bank's one. free for the month first month. For, for so the first if, month. If you if you're quick to get all your Pokemon out of the bank you can you can do that oh, within okay. the first month. Yeah, um, but if you do it any later than that, you're spending an additional five dollars for a bank subscription just to switch everything over and, and then close I, that. I have account. no idea how long banks gonna be around, but you have to get it from. So if they're still in Poke Transport or whatever, if so, if you need to get it into Pokemon Bank, you can get Poke Transport as well, free for the first month. Then you have to transfer it to Pokemon Bank, and then you can take it from Pokemon Bank to the mobile app, and then from the mobile app to the Switch version, and then the Switch version can put it into. Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield. It's really, so, really simple. And I <laughs> if you actually have to pay for both versions, like that's terrible. I'm going to Google that's this because we, we've, we've got to resolve this. Yeah, I, I, I need to know. Um, but because in general... I would imagine... I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't because both versions do different things. So on the mobile version, you can trade Pokemon. You can't do that on the Switch version. You get mystery gifts. You can check Power Day and you can check news. None of that's available on the Switch. That's They're so, totally that, different things. Like, that also is really dumb. Like, why can't you trade Pokemon on the Switch version? Like No, why do? That doesn't make any sense. Why can't you receive mystery gifts on the Switch version? Why can't you check battle data or news on the Switch version? Like, that... Th th this entire thing is is terrible. Yeah. Like I, I like is. I gotta say. Like so okay, it does say that you can move Pokemon with Pokemon Bank on the Switch version. So you wouldn't need to get both versions to move Pokemon over. It's just if you wanna do all the If you wanna stuff. do all the trading and stuff on the go yeah. and be able to access your Pokemon. So you could and use all the just like get the Switch version. Yeah, yeah, you could. But you'd be missing out on all the other functionality. Yeah. And it's kinda like ridiculous to me again because so what you're saying is then for sixteen dollars I can do like five things, you know? Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's really. I think people will just. If it was me personally, I would pay for a month subscription. I would get all my Pokemon from Pokemon Bank into Pokemon Home and get them then into the game I want them to go in. But once they're in that game, they can't come back out. So I don't know if that is forever in that game and they can never go back into Home. So you or, can you can put them back into Home if they're in Sword and Shield. If you look at the okay. um, the graphic, it's they're able to be transferred to and from. But they can't but, go back to the, the DS or back to Pokemon or, Bank. Or Let's Go. Okay, yeah. so you'll have access to the Eva version as long as you've linked them to the same Nintendo account. So I don't think okay. you have so to pay one twice. subscription. So, so you're better off buying the Switch version because it's slightly cheaper and then signing in with your Nintendo account on mobile. Mm -hmm. It's a bit blurry. Like, it's not clear. I think that's how it works. They they might make you do the mobile version if you want both because it costs more. I could see that. But either way, the fact that we had to look that up and that the messaging isn't clear is also not great. But th this one is like, you know, I've we've talked a lot about Pokemon the last couple months on this show. And I've, I've been a pretty vocal defender of the switch to the $60 price model, them charging for DLC, like all those things where there are people who had problems with the value versus investment. And I think that's a reasonable argument, but I've stood on the side of, look, this is a transitory game. I think that moving to this model and charging this amount is going to allow them to have longer gaps and a better development cycle. And I've been pro that with the hope that I'm correct in thinking that. This just feels greedy to me. $16 a year for this is egregious. That is a lot of money for what amounts to 
cloud storage for data for one video game. Yeah, I, I think like, come on, they're making a bit of profit on it, but it's not an outrageous price. What makes it outrageous is people are paying more money than they originally anticipated for to experience the game in full and to enjoy transferring Pokemon over. And those are things that used to be free. Well, Pokemon you know, Bank like, was always paid for, but yeah, but you could transfer Pokemon before Pokemon Bank. Mm -hmm. So like, Bank was already them making us pay for it, but it was like, well, it's convenient and it's five dollars. So I can swallow $5 a year. And it's like, I'm not poor. I can afford $16 a year. But when you think about the fact that this is $4 less than Nintendo Switch Online, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they didn't use Nintendo servers. Because Pokemon is difficult. Mm. If you actually want to enjoy all of Pokemon Sword and Shield, let's just say you only get one version anyway. Yeah. If you want to use Pokemon Home, if you want to battle online, if you want expansions, this is adding up to be like a ridiculous amount of money just to enjoy one game. $106. Is that how much it is? Because think about it. It's 60 bucks for the game. Mm -hmm. It's another 30 for the DLC. That puts you up to 90 16 for a year of this is $106. Plus you need Nintendo Switch Online if you want to do online battles and stuff. Right, so then that's another 20 so that's 126 and then you're going to be paying $16 a year every year because just the point that Steve made, you could just transfer all your Pokemon over, but we also, like, if you want to get all your Pokemon off your 3DS and put them on home, you can't put all of your Pokemon in the game yet because the decks doesn't account for all of them. So there are a few hundred species of Pokemon just that you're either going to, you're going to need to leave them on your 3ds and buy another bank subscription whenever you can finally put them on home and get them safely onto a new game or you're just not going to transfer them ever you know so it's like you, you were put in a position where even if you want to do the whole one month thing you're gonna have to do it at least twice they should have included like pokemon home should have been included as a nintendo switch online bonus for like at least three months just to give people or like time to they, move they could... stuff around or incorporate it into the base cost of the game or into the dlc you know right that's what i was gonna say put it in the season pass where the season pass is 30 bucks for both dlcs and you get a year of pokemon home right because then i feel like the dlc would feel like a better value too i also feel like bank should be free or included forever with pokemon home so you have an opportunity to get Do everything out without having to worry about it without paying 21 dollars like come on Give it like six months and then they'll be like, oh, we're going to close it down now. And that will be when everyone has to pay. The thing is, they can't do that until another game comes out that lets you transfer over the rest of the Pokemon. Why? Like, I don't think that they're they, going to They can all go into home. That's you, true. How, how do you, for yeah, how do you force true. people to move to your new model that's supposed to incorporate everything into one place by shutting the old one down? They'll give a grace yeah. period, but... I guarantee within a year, or maybe they'll do it after a year, so everyone has to read save it. Save it for the predictions episode. That's a good one, though. That's a solid one. Yeah. So in in general, I am I'm really down on this. Uh, I I think that some of the stuff that they've talked about, like being able to follow co the competitive stuff on the app, and you know, like being able to set up private rooms with like twenty people, like yeah, like those are cool things. They are not things that are worth $16 a year or $3 a month. You know, like they're just not. And I think when you compare this to other similar services, whether whether it's egregious or not from a like profit margins manner, like cost versus value here is, I think, ridiculously poor. This is one of those things that just makes me glad that I never got that into Pokemon and that I don't have any <laughs> yeah. sentimental attachment to any of my Pokemon. Like, they can all go in the bin yeah. and I can get different ones and it makes no difference to me, you know. And also, you haven't spent time breeding and training and exactly. making sure yeah. they're like, the best they could possibly be. You just collect them and you don't give a shit about them, which that, is that's exactly the thing. boat I'm in. It's like, I don't, I'm not one of those people who like, like I have friends who are even like this where they're like, if I can't transfer over my Pokemon, I don't want to play. Like I've, you know, like they have an emotional attachment to them. I don't really give a shit about that. It's more like, okay, cool. Like I have, uh, these event Pokemon from generations ago that will like never exist again, you know, or like I have like rare Pokemon or Pokemon with like egg moves that might not be gettable again and all those kinds of things where it's like those I can't just recreate or get a new version of. They actually like have value. So you, it's like you say that. We know like the Switch has been hacked. People know how to get hacked Pokemon onto the game. As soon as yeah, Pokemon comes hacked, out, it's a free for all. 
but hacked Pokemon don't work in uh, in like proper competitive play. Like if you go to a tournament with hacked Pokemon, you can tell that they're hacked, and like you you won't be able to use them. Oh okay. Well, yeah, that, that's a small minority of people though. Really, that are going to try and you know bring an old event Pokemon into a new event. It depends. Like yeah, I mean, I, I guess. guess like for events specifically, if it's just like oh this was from a movie event or whatever, that doesn't always matter. Um, but there are certain Pokemon where it's like oh. For this event, this Pokemon has this move, and it can't get this move otherwise. And that's, like, a competitive standard thing. And it's like, oh, great, so I need this version of it, you know? Uh, and fair, like, fair enough. They become less and less relevant as the meta evolves, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like, Steve said, you put the time in, you have it, you want to keep it, you know? Yeah, I can understand. If you've invested, like, 10 hours into getting an exact Pokemon, then I understand the emotional attachment because it's a time investment as well. Yeah, um, but you know, I'm just and then it's I'm like not in that position. If you don't transfer it over, like, do you then put in the time to make it again? Like, ugh, do the, I want to do this that? This is what puts me off certain games, and I'll be honest with you, I stopped playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. I knew you would because I, I had I had a glimmer of hope that you'd get into it, but no, it's it's got to the point now for me where they need to do something to wow me to get me into it because. I'm at the point where I, I was playing Sword and Shield and I was just like, I'm just not enjoying it anymore. I'm finding it so repetitive. It's visually all right, but that's it. You gotta there, there's better games for me to invest that's my time in. That's where it comes in. from. Mm. And, that, and that takes an investment. So I totally get that. Once you're in, you're in though. You know, that's the problem. Yeah, I can understand that. But I don't know. It just feels like they're really milking it now. Like, kudos to them for providing like these services. But me seeing the cost stack on top just makes me glad I'm not invested in it. I don't get why it's not free to transfer Pokemon between games, though. That's the same so strange. Money. It should be... Yep. I mean, like... like Fair enough if you want to provide an option to have people to be able to see their decks on their mobile and trade with people around the world and charge for that. I get that. That actually seems like it might have some value to it. Because even in our Discord server, there's people who you know don't necessarily have the the friends with the Pokemon that they're looking for and being able to kind of request for people to trade with, that's a great feature. But to just transfer from an old game to a new game, that kind of feels a bit cheap. They may as well just put a uh, menu in Pokemon Sword saying, here, you can buy this Pokemon for a dollar. Because, you know, well, the, that's essentially what it is. You're paying to get access to Pokemon that you otherwise can't. Well, that's the problem, too, is, like, all those features used to be free. Hmm. Like, GTS and Wonder Trade used to be in the game. Like, before Pokemon Bank, you were able to transfer your Pokemon from generation to generation for free. You know, like... All, all of those things, post-game, which is now DLC, used to be in the game. And it used to be $40 for all those things. And now you're looking at $106, $126 to get this full experience. And that's bullshit. Like, I gotta call it. You know, where, like, this is, this is the line in the sand for me where it's like, this is a lot. Like, you're, you're really trying to squeeze money out of people. And it's, it's not a good look. It's fine for people like us that can probably afford to do all this stuff if we want to. But if you've just got Pokemon for Christmas, you know, you're still in school or you're in college and you actually want to play it and can keep up with everyone else and take part in everything that's on offer, it's just become Mm -hmm. like, it's it's affordable, but it's not like, oh, I'm just buying a game. It's now like, oh, I'm buying a game like three three times to do everything. Which is, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it just winds me up a bit. Like, I'm sure they're not making that much money on it. Like, the base game they probably did with this home service, they're probably making, sure. like, $5, you know, because they've got to pay for people to manage the servers, all that kind of thing. But still, mm-hmm. it, this is something they should have taken a loss on just to add value to the product. So, um, so, so here's, here's the thing. We are at about an hour, and I have promised DJ that we will keep the show to about at an hour. So I have two questions in the mailbag this week that we're going to save for next time uh so thanks to zade and asobi for writing in um we will get to you guys' questions next week in a proper mailbag segment so we're going to jump into our main topic this week where we're going to be talking about nintendo's they, they put out their numbers again you know so there's a bunch of data to pour over uh so yeah let's hop into it um, so the highlights were Switch has overtaken the Super Nintendo in lifetime sales to be the third best-selling Nintendo console. 
crazy. Shout out to the Switch. Yeah, and people also think because Xbox has stopped um, reporting the numbers, Switch has now made, uh, sold well over 50 million. It's 52.48 million. That yeah. They think it's outsold the Xbox One as well. I'm I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah, I mean, Xbox hasn't reported numbers on sales in like five years um, or something like that. It's been quite some time. So that's not surprising. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like the Switch is a great platform and it's a great console. And I, I totally understand why it's connecting and resonating with people. I'm interested to see what the ceiling on it is. Because like right now, I think it is, I think it's still outsold the PS4 like at the same point in its life cycle. So like, does it end up getting near the top of the list of bestsellers of all time? The, the problem is, it... right, so PS4, they had their refresh, which was a PS Slim, which is what I would call the light was, which gave it yeah. a sales boost. But they also had the PS4 Pro. Do they count that in generic PS4 numbers? Yes. They do. So it depends on whether Nintendo's going to pull their usual. And now there's a uh, third enhanced model. I mean, well, they, you they've already it. done it with the Switch Lite, right? Yeah. The Switch Lite so yeah, no, but you had, like, you had like the 3DS. Then you had 3DS XL, and then you had... they do the exact same for the 3DS, because if you look at their numbers, the the 3DS has sold 75.71 million units, but that includes the 3DS. This is what I'm saying. I'm I'm comparing it to a three-stage thing, because PS4's had a three-stage thing. Nintendo's only on the second stage at the moment, which is the equivalent to a PS4 Slim. If they do their Switch Pro model, which would be like the new Nintendo 3DS then I can imagine that their numbers will inflate even higher because then you'll get people that either own a light or own a base model will reinvest and buy another one. I, I think if it, uh, the games are compatible on both platforms, as they were with the DS, I know there were a couple of exceptions where the new 3DS game wouldn't play on an old 3DS. Mm-hmm. It's like four games, yeah. I think they'll continue to report it as Switch sells. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and, and I think... With that in mind, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up as one of the top three, top five bestsellers of all time. What is the figure um, for the top seller? Oh, the the all-time bestseller, I think, is still PS2. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, PlayStation 2 is at 155 million. DS is at 154. Uh, Game Boy, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color family is 118. PS4 is up to 106. PS1 is 102, and Wii is 101. And this is, like, roughly. I can see it hitting Wii numbers around 100 by the end of its life cycle. Yeah, I I could see it doing more, just because, I mean, we're coming up on three years in, and we're up to, like, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I it's, mean, also, it's, a... it's also the kind of console where you buy more than one for a house. Like, I know traditionally... Yeah. Back in the day, we only had like one console that shared with the house. I know there are that's kind of less common now. A lot of kids have their own that's like in their room or whatever. But a Switch kind of feels like the kind of thing that everyone would have their own. And yeah, maybe it's very have personal, one dock isn't it? plugged into two. Yeah, you have like a Switch or a Switch like this yours. Every kid's going to want their own. The parents might want their own. So I kind of see that they've gotten in there to sell a lot more consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I know. Um, like my my cousin's family, you know, like when the DS and 3DSs were the dominant handhelds, they always bought two, you know, so that there's one for each kid. Yep. So, yeah, I I mean, either way, congratulations on this milestone to Nintendo. I'm sure that we're going to see that it break a few more before uh, its time is up. Wait for uh, a special edition and just watch the numbers rise because well, we've hardly had and any. A pr- and a price cut. We haven't had that either. No. Bundle the Switch Pro for me with Breath of the Wild 2 and make it a nice special edition color. Maybe with some, like, you know, Link Blue, like this blue tunic, Link Blue tunic Joy Cons. I'll be straight in there. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, So 3DS sales plummeted to just over half a million. Third pillar, man. Third pillar. Yeah, well, I mean, it was for a (laughs) while, but you know, it's like this is what Nintendo always does. This is like when they announced. Um, the Game like Boy was, Light, remember that? Well, mm-hmm. no, not even that. Micro, like, Game Boy Micro. Yeah, where that was around the time that they had announced the DS and the GameCube, and they were like, "Well, this is the Nintendo family of systems, you know, and like we're not going to not support the Game Boy Advance." And it's, you know, what that translates to is there are still Game Boy Advances on the shelf. Please go buy them. Have they announced that they're stopping production of 3DS yet? No, no. no. I reckon this year will be the year. 
Yeah. They're only selling the 2DS XL now. Okay. That's it. Did you that see what Argos in the UK were doing? They were just they had so many 3DS games. Four, four two fifty yeah. a game. It's like yeah, you know, Yokai Watch two pound fifty. First party games two pound fifty to a fiver. Just trying to shift yeah. the units. I mean, they're old. It's old news, you know. Like the 3DS was around for a long time, and it, it like it hasn't aged that well either in comparison to the Switch. It's like mm-hmm. now that the Switch isn't an untested entity, of course people are switching over. No pun intended. <laughs> is is there any information in this about Labo sales? Because it kind of feels like um, they may be discontinuing it or making a revised version of that. It's been discounted heavily absolutely everywhere. It's not been up for sale on the Switch Online store for a long time. It's been selling for uh, pennies in the UK at retailers. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's a safe bet that it was... Like a- I picked up the variety pack with the piano for like 15 quid. I think it's a gamble that didn't necessarily pay off. Uh, so to keep rolling, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe remains the best-selling game. Unsurprising to anybody. Uh, <laughs> so it is uh, currently between... So it it's was all, at, It's almost 23 million sales yeah, now. It's it was mental. at 19 million in September when they checked in on it last. So now it's up to... It's 22.96. It's like, holy crap. Like, like there are still four selling... million people got it for Christmas. How crazy is that? That there are still millions of people buying this game. It's been out for like seven years. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um. So then I'll just go through the rest of the ones that were like changed. I just like to Smash... point out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold more in that period than Smash Bros did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> Smash Bros went from fifteen seventy one to seventeen, so it sold about two million units. Um, Super Mario Odyssey sold about a million units. Breath of the Wild sold another two, which is crazy. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 16 million, putting it in that top range of titles, which is pretty wild. Fifth best selling. Um, yeah, fifth best selling game on the on the platform now. Uh, Let's go somehow still selling copies. Uh, not many, but it sold like 500 thousand. It looks like ish. Yeah. Uh, Splatoon, similar. It sold about 600,000. Um, what's SMP? Super Mario Party. Oh, right. Okay, that sold about 2 million. And Luigi's Mansion 3 sold 5.37, which is totally respectable for that game. So uh, those are all doing well. And then we also had an update on like which one sold millions of copies. And there's a couple interesting... There's a couple interesting in- inclusions here because you see a lot of games that are like obvious, like Pokemon and Mario Kart and Luigi's Mansion and you know whatever. Um, but like uh, Ring Fit Adventure is on there. So Ring Fit Ad- while Labo was a failure, Ring Fit Adventure success, ringing success apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Astral Chain and Ultimate Alliance three on there, which is cool to see some third party stuff. Just in by the skin of their neck, just over a million. Yeah, just over a million. Uh, but then every everybody else is, you know, it's who you'd expect. How how sad are you that Fire Emblem Three Houses in the last quarter sold less than Super Mario Party? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it's one of those things where, like, obviously I wish that it sold more, but that's good for a Fire Emblem, you know? And, like, Mario Party is, you know... I, I think it's like, not a great Mario Party. Like, there's no, only got, like, four boards. But it doesn't matter, really because like mario party and mario kart are those kinds of games that like if you own a switch and you don't play video games like that's the first thing you're gonna pick up because you're like i know mario party i like mario party what's the new mario game i'll buy the one with mario in the title (laughs) yeah yeah so like that plumber on the front cover again Mm -hmm. yeah so like comparing the sales of that to something as niche as fire emblem is like whatever who cares i'm just happy that it's sold more than the average fire emblem game does that's a good sign this is going to make um, Sword and Shield probably the best seller since Diamond and Pearl as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think it'll actually end up selling a lot more because they're not kneecapping it by releasing another game in a year. Like with the DLC, you got to imagine that there's people who haven't jumped on yet who will and, you know, who, who will bump that number up. Even if it's only a few more million, that's significant. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see how that plays out because, like, nowadays pokemon games get released so quickly like you don't even get a chance to see them go on sale before there's like another one on the horizon Mm -hmm. so the idea of like oh maybe they'll do a summer sale or there'll be another bundle or something and i think you could totally see that number go higher 
I can imagine Pokemon Sword and Shield getting a price cut around summer. Yeah, like around the time uh, of the DLC. Um, mm-hmm. I would hope that they do like a bundle with expansion pass. Yeah, so like I can it. totally see buy them the both. You get them cheaper. I could totally see them doing a Switch Lite bundle where it comes with one or the other or a dual pack and the DLC and you know whatever. Um, I think that I think that makes a ton of sense. Cha-ching. They'd be silly not to. Yeah, exactly. So obviously another really really strong year for Nintendo. Um, they share their numbers even when they're down, but they got to be feeling pretty good about this because things are popping off. So once they get through the remaining stock of 3DSs, I think it's going to be smooth sailing for them. Uh, so you know obviously we'll be here to update you and uh, and you know watch along together. Um, so again, if you want to get your thoughts, uh, read on the air, like th- the fine folks who wrote in and didn't get read this week, uh, <laughs> you can hit me up at Pete at loopots.com and let us know what you think about any of these numbers, any that surprised you, any that you thought you might've seen there that didn't make the cut. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please hit us up over there. Uh, you can also come join us over on our discord where we've got a great little legion of pots heads ever growing. We're there. We're talking about Pokemon. We're talking about Mario Kart. We've got channels for all these games. We're talking about leaks and rumors. If you want to come hang out chat with us chat with other folks in the community uh come do so please you can also follow us at loop pots on twitter uh you can visit us at looppots.com where we've got our news and reviews and you know all of the non-video or podcast content that we do lives on the dot com isn't that a novel thing so go check that out uh, if you want to go above and beyond and show your support, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash Hit us at that $5 level and get access to our Patreon exclusive show after dark or at any of the other levels and get all kinds of goodies. You can get a, a, a drawing from Pixel. You can get access to our exclusive patron chat. Um, so, yeah, go go do the things. Support us. Keep the mics and the lights on. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time for another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us.